Hello friends and welcome to Mendu Disney, episode number 9, D23. My name is Pete and joining me tonight are Matt. Hey everybody, what's up? And Tom. Hey guys, how are you? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and then let's do Disney. Well, guys, another episode, and this is a big one. Uh, we're, of course, coming right out of D23, which is, I mean, tons of news this past weekend. Yes. Yeah, so, so, guys, for those of you who don't know what D23 is, imagine Comic-Con on steroids for Disney nuts. That's what D23 is. Um, we had a ton of movie news, we had a ton of park news, and we're really excited to get into it tonight. And that's really all this episode is going to be, is we're going to talk about D23. We're going to talk about the news that came out of D23. We're going to talk about the predictions that we've made that have come true, thanks to D23. We're going to talk about what the news from D23 means for the future of the theme parks at Disney World. So let's get started. I guess first let's talk about some of the movie news that we got. A lot of movie news came out, and I know that we we generally don't talk about movie news, but some some big things coming out of D23 as far as movies go. Right, guys? Oh, yeah. And um, we'll go ahead and start with Dumbo. I mean, Dumbo, you're going to have Colin Farrell as the central character, but Danny DeVito has been cast as the circuit ma- circus master. And has there ever been a more perfect person cast no, for a very role? Very fitting. But you know what? I'm more excited about Wreck-It Ralph 2. And I, the film is called Ralph Breaks the Internet, and I think it may break the internet because of all the characters that are going to show up in this movie. Yeah, you're right. For the first time ever, we're going to have all Disney princesses and their voices from the original movie that are all going to take place in this film, and they're all going to be in their own world, but also as a part of the Wreck-It Ralph world. It's going to be really cool. There's some other things that we've got coming. We've got The uh, the Incredibles 2. Uh, we've got The Lion King live remake, which is which is huge. Lion King, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, and, and one of my favorite Broadway shows, too. Uh, recently have seen Lion King Broadway show. Incredible, right? Insane. And so I'm extremely excited to see what they do uh, with the live action Lion King. And Seth Seth Rogen playing Pumbaa, right? Oh yeah, it's going to be good. And Tom, I got to ask you a question real quick. Do you feel a little slighted that news and notes just went right to me and Pete? No, I actually, uh, it makes my job a little bit easier starting off right now. (laughs) So... Some some other live action remakes coming: Aladdin, uh, Little Mermaid. I've heard Lin Manuel Miranda is going to be writing the music, some additional music uh, for the Little Mermaid. So that's pretty exciting. So Pete, go back to Aladdin real quick. Yeah. So something really exciting about Aladdin is that uh, some Oscar winners are going to be writing some additional music for Aladdin. I think right. Yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna partner up with Alan Menken, and they are going to. Um... You know, do a really good job here. Um, this is the Oscar winners for La La Land. I'm sure we have a ton of listeners that love that musical. And they're only going to make this next edition of Latin even better, I think. Yep. And again, these are, these these movies have been announced. There's no real release dates yet. We're still kind of... But there there have been some cool announcements. Will Smith is going to play the genie. Oh, yeah. Is, is he going to be better than Robin Williams? Well, and I think it's a little controversial. Any Anytime like, you're going to have a Robin Williams reprise without Robin Williams. I mean, I don't like it, 
but at the same time, Will Smith's going to do a great job. And, um, I mean, you got two or three other, I guess, four other movies that you talked about here, but, like, The Last Jedi, there was some really cool stuff that was shown here. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get much into the plot. There were some cool movie posters. I think every main character got, like, um, half their face on a poster, and her the colors and everything were cool. Everything I saw was great. Um, the Avengers, I mean, this Infinity War looks like it's going to have every famous actor in Hollywood appearing in it. You're going to have, what, 20, 20 different superheroes? Well, yeah, and we'll, we'll get into, you know, talking about Guardians of the Galaxy a little bit more later. And they're going to be in it. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, Infinity War is kind of going to be, you know, the culmination of this phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is which is exciting. Um, you know, something that I saw that we, we might not hit on later on in the news, but something I did hit on is that Disney is bringing some kind of Marvel land to Disneyland. So they, they do have the rights to the Marvel characters west of the Mississippi. Um, so they, they will be bringing some of those characters to Disneyland. And so a lot of these characters from infinity War are going to be appearing at Disneyland. It was really cool. Actually on D 23, they brought all like, I mean, you had, you had Thor out there, you had Iron Man, you had all the, all the famous, you know, Marvel characters that were out and about. Um, before we go to like, the stuff that you guys really care about, the park news from D23. Um, I want to share with you that, you know, Mary Poppins Returns, they, that that wasn't made an appearance at D23. Also, also yeah, also with uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda in it, which yep. he's, he's rapidly becoming Disney's sort of golden boy. Which uh, is awesome, I think. Yeah, no, he, I think he, it's well-deserved. But yeah, Mary Poppins Returns, Toy Story 4, will will be coming out at some point and then Mulan something my wife is really excited about is the live action remake of Mulan that looks like it's gonna it's gonna come out in about 20, 2019 um, there was nothing on the Han Solo movie but we got way more Star Wars to talk about here in a little bit so um, that's your movie update you know it's not something we're gonna do frequently on the show but after D23 I feel like we need to talk about it I agree well let's let's go right into the parks and I think the first place I want to start is with the transportation. There are two huge new transportation options coming to Disney World in the next few years. The first will be coming out at the end of next month, I think is what they've announced. Yep. And that is, of course, the minivans. This is Disney's Uber-like service. I don't know how many of you have seen the pictures, but the vans look like Minnie's dress. I mean, they're, they're red and white polka dot minivans. And P, do you know how many people they can seat? I think it's four. No, it's more than four. It, I think it's eight. Uh, they're, okay. they're, they're Chevy Traverses is what they're using as these minivans. So they're, they're relatively big vehicles. And this kind of makes sense. Uh, Disney, you know, the, the sponsor for test track is Chevrolet. So it kind of makes sense for Disney to be partnering with Chevrolet with this minivan. It's, it's going to be a point-to-point transportation system. Again, it's going to be like Uber. Uh, the cost is going to be $20 per ride. So that's just a flat rate? That's just a flat rate. That's not there, bad. There is going to be an app that's going to come out that's going to let you book these, you know, much like the Uber app. And look, this is going to be something that's really great for, let's say that you're staying at the Caribbean Beach and you have a breakfast reservation at the Polynesian. Rather than taking two buses to get to the Polynesian and having to leave two hours before your your breakfast reservation, you know you can call a minivan and and get there pretty quickly. Yeah, 
I, on my trip in the, the future, I don't know how often we'll actually use this. I think the only way I'd ever do it is if there were a situation where it was two stops, where I had to link, you know, line up two buses to get somewhere, kind of what you're alluding to, Pete. Or, or what about at the end of the night, you know, 11 o'clock after illuminations at Epcot and, you know, you're staying at Caribbean Beach and you're the last stop. Is it worth $20 at that point to, to get on that maybe, bus? I, maybe. I mean, it's probably worth $20. I'll, I'll give you that. But here's the, here's the big benefit here, guys. The fact that you can just leave a park whenever you want and you don't have to wait on a bus. And we've talked about it. if you want to stay in a value resort, you, you might not have the best bus schedule. Let's be honest. That, that could be tough. But now you have something where you can get from point A to point B quickly, and I like that. And and these vehicles are big enough that, you know, no matter what size group you're going with, they're they're pretty much going to be big enough to take your entire party. So this is the ground option. We also have an air option coming, and that is uh, the gondola system, which has now been officially named Disney Skyliner. And that's something Thomas has been especially excited for, so I want him to talk about this. Well, the, the Skyliner is going to be connected to select resorts uh, and Epcot and Hollywood Studios, Art Animation, Pop Century, Caribbean Beach, and a couple other locations. Uh, it's just going to be an, another option for, for moving guests around throughout the parks. And so when you, when, you, when you think about this, I mean, think about like the big draw to the Contemporary or the Polynesian or the Grand Floridian. Now you have a, a ride option that isn't the bus that's going to some other other resorts. Yeah, 100%, 100% agree with this. Look, my wife and I stayed at Pop Century last time that we went to the parks. And if, if this had been an option, we would have been all over this. These are going to be, you know, a lot like you you would see at a fair or you've seen at Disneyland in the past. Disney World in the past. Or, they had this and, Disney, and Disney World in the past. To yeah. move around the park, yeah. But these are going to be enclosed. So they're going to be usable all the time, regardless if it's raining or if it's not raining or if it's cold. I don't know if it ever gets cold in Florida, but or if it's hot or, or whatever. They're going to be usable all the time. And I, I think it's going to be a great perk for staying at Art of Animation and Pop Century. Oh, it definitely will be. And we talk about the, the, mini, the mini Uber thing where it's going to be a mini mouse car and we talk about the gondolas. But realize the gondolas are a little bit away in the future. I mean, I feel like Disney's really gearing up to the 50th year anniversary of Walt Disney World. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of the things we're going to talk about tonight being announced now. They are moving towards the 50th, and they are going to make this thing amazing. And, and they have to, I think, right? I think by 2021, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a much more updated and completely different part. And look, I hope to be there then, because there's going to be so much going on. Um, and, and, and two things that are going on, we've got some new resorts coming. The first is something that was long rumored, and that is a totally immersive Star Wars resort. I think this is a great idea. I really think that this is what fans want. And from what was described at D23, this is something where you go in and you are totally immersed from the time you check in until the time you check out. And I love the idea, man. I mean, that's what we talked about in the past. We talked about like our favorite Disney Disney resorts we stayed at or, you know, memories. Like, this can be a memory that whether you're 80, whether you're 50, whether you're 25 or 5 years old, you're all going to be able to connect to this, and it's going to be a lasting memory. Yeah, Pete, you and I were, were all over this one when we heard that there was a survey going out 
uh, asking folks if they would stay at something like this. Uh, and from what I've gathered, it's it could potentially back right up into Hollywood Studios to where the the people who are staying at the resort would roll right into, I don't want to call it Star Wars Land anymore because it has its name now, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, uh, and could roll right into it, uh, fully immersive experience. They would, they would kind of be on a... Uh, they would have tasks and things to complete. Uh, there would be a storyline associated with it. Uh, I mean, the way that the way that Disney's done Pandora and the way they're talking about doing their future lands, goodness gracious, man. Fully immersive is an understatement. <laughs> and, and look, this is the direction that Disney needs to go. We've talked about this in the past before, but Disney has been getting killed on the immersive front by Universal, you know, especially with, with Harry Potter land. And so this is definitely the direction that, that they need to go. Now, is there for the Harry Potter lovers in, in the on the podcast? Is there any chance Universal goes out and does a, a Hogwarts and tries to do? I mean, after these announcements, I mean, I, I think they'd be stupid not to try to do something like that. Well, the the issue with it is, I don't. Isn't that the whole controversy of why Disney didn't buy Harry Potter because of J.K.'s influence on that? That yeah, that, that yeah, that's a hundred percent true. And um, Disney actually shot away from it for that reason. But at the same time, I just can't see what Universal can do in the next five to ten years, aside from Harry Potter, that's really going really gonna to take the attention away from Toy Story and Galaxy's Edge and everything that Disney's doing. I, I don't see it. But Matt, not only that, you hit on something... A little while ago that I want to come back to and that's I 100% agree with you that you are paying for the total package you're paying for the plusing that cast members do you're paying for that little bit of extra magic that every cast member that you interact with tries to inject into your vacation and that's huge and it's it's hard to put a price tag on that and that's the big difference that I've seen between Disney and Universal is that Disney does it Universal doesn't do it as well as Disney does. I'll, I'll, I'll say this, and this is going to tie a bow on it, but Universal really is, to me, ride A, ride B, ride C equals Universal. I mean, I haven't been to Harry Potter World yet, but I, I can't imagine it would change my mind. But Pete, you said there's another resort coming to Disney. Let's let's go back to that. Yeah, so the, the second resort that's coming is going to be a, a Disney Vacation Club property, and that's the Disney Riviera Resort. This is being carved out of the Caribbean Beach Resort. So this is going to be directly next to the Caribbean Beach Resort. It's It looks amazing from the pictures that we've seen. It's it's scheduled to open in fall 2019 so far. I think there's roughly 300 rental units have, going to be available. So construction has obviously already begun on this. And it's, again, carved, been carved out of the Caribbean Beach. So when Caribbean Beach does reopen, it's going to be a little bit smaller because it's lost its property to the new Disney Riviera Resort. But it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Both resorts are still going to be great. It will be amazing. And you know what I tell you? I looked at I looked at DVC memberships again today. It's, it's, it's almost at the point that I can justify it. Why did you look at it, Pete? Because of this. <laughs> well, well you know, it'll, it'll help Caribbean Beach altogether with their transportation. Uh, because you're going to... They're going to use correct. the bus, wouldn't they? Yeah, they absolutely use the second bus. And it'll help Caribbean Beach not be as spread out. As it has been in the past, because I tell you, having stayed there a couple times, the the bus ride, depending on where you're staying in Caribbean Beach, can be awful coming back from the parks at night. So, 
But tons of park news to get into. So let's start at Magic Kingdom. Um, as we talked about on a previous podcast. Go back and listen. Go back and listen. I think this was in our Fix It Felix episode, correct? It was, and we talked about it last podcast too, but get to the news, Pete. We did. Okay, sorry. So Tron Light Cycle Power Run is coming to Tomorrowland. And unlike what we discussed, it is not going to replace the cars at Tomorrowland. It's actually going to sit adjacent to Space Mountain. So which, there, if, there, which, time out, time out, time out. If you looked at the artist renderings, like the way they have this planned out, is beautiful. And you're still going to have the Tomorrowland Speedway, which we said you could replace, but if it means Tron comes and it goes right next to Space Mountain, that's going to be amazing. And from what it looks like, they're going to have to reroute the Tomorrowland Speedway a little bit. They're also going to have to reroute the People Mover. I don't think so. I don't you don't think, think so? We're going to get touched. I think what they're going to do on the railroad, I think they're going to build over it. So the railroad would actually go under the attraction. The latest thing I read that was People Mover would not be altered at all. And, you know, that's something that's near and dear to my heart. So I was paying attention. Well, here's the thing, Thomas. I hope they can make the People Mover go through trunks. That yeah, would be cool. That would be incredible. <laughs> that would be that would be pretty sweet. But I, I, I don't think that's going to happen either. Oh, well, maybe we'll get an aerial shot. <laughs> I, I hope so. I, I, I really hope that they can somehow alter the track of the People Mover to go through Tron. Because I think that would be amazing. And... This attraction has got some time until it opens. It is scheduled to be open for Disney World's 50th anniversary, uh, which is not for a couple of years. But look, if you've never seen this ride before, go watch a YouTube video of the Shanghai Disney. I mean, it's, it's the number one ride in Shanghai Disney. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It, it looks so cool and it fits so well into Tomorrowland. I think this is a great decision by Disney. Next up, go, you want to go to Hollywood Studios? Yeah, let's save that. Let's save Epcot. For I think we, I think we should save Epcot for last because there's so many cool things happen at Epcot. But I'm going to tease you guys for a little bit. Let's go to Hollywood Studios. All right. So number one, we got an official opening date for Toy Story Land of summer of 2018. Now look, this goes back to what we've discussed in the past. I think that Toy Story Land opens about the same weekend that Avatar. Or, excuse me, that Pandora, the world of Avatar, opened this year. Now, Toy Story Land, judging by this opening date, is not going to be this huge immersive world like Star Wars Land is going to be. But I think it's going to be open to kind of take some of the stress off of the critics that have been saying, hey, what's going on at Hollywood Studios? So I think we need to take, I think we need to be uh, patient, I guess, and and be easier on Toy Story Land because you understand Toy Story Mania is still a need ticket attraction, and, and that will be considered Toy Story Land. So maybe we got a little tease at what it could be by getting an e ticket attraction early. I agree. I think, I think it will be a pretty immersive park. Actually, uh, I don't know if the rides will necessarily be anything to go nuts over, but it, I think it'll still be pretty immersive. Look, here's the thing: you're gonna have a Slinky. Or Slinky Roller Coaster, that's going to be pretty cool. We've already like seen that happening. Which, which looks amazing, by exactly. the way. Exactly. So like that's what I'm saying. Like Tommy said, the rides might, be, might not be amazing. But at the same time, like Disney's not going to go back from their success at Pandora, the world of Avatar. They're just not going to do it. And that's why they're doing Star Wars. That's why they're doing everything they're trying to do right now. The other ride that's coming is the Aliens Rolling Saucers. 
I mean, I, I don't I don't know a, a whole lot about this, but I, I think it's supposed to be kind of like the teacups. Well, any ride that comes to Hollywood Studios is going to be great. Just for like the, the area of Hollywood Studios, there's not enough rides, is what I'm trying to say. Matt is our resident Disney fanboy, obviously, because because look, the, the chatter around is that is it worth paying a full day's admission for a day at, at Hollywood Studios? Um, I, I think it is still. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I still think it is. Toy Story Land. I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction. The Slinky Slinky Dog Dash and the, what was the other name, Pete? Uh, the other name, Alien Swirling Saucers. They're going to be shelf rides. They're, they're not going to be something that's going to wow you. I'll be honest. I, I have do not have high expectations for those rides. So are you saying it's going to be like a mousetrap ride at your local fair? <laughs> I don't agree. I, I, I don't think it's going to be like that, but I think they're going to be kind of filler rides. I agree with Tom. And and look, this is a park that doesn't have a whole lot open right now. Has a lot coming, but four attractions I, open after after the Great Movie Ride closes. Four. And and one of those is Muppet Vision 3D, right? I see. Yeah, it is, and I still count. I like old Muppet Vision. I, I do too. There's nothing wrong with Muppet Vision. Look, actually, I don't know if it would probably be just considered Star Tours. Rock and Roller Coaster, Hollywood Tower of Terror, and Toy Story Midway Mania. Okay, so f- so five attractions, if you include Muppet Vision 3D. Look, my wife and I went a year ago, and we managed to spend a full day there, and nothing has closed since then, other than the Great Movie Ride closing soon. So I think it's still possible to spend a full day at this park. It's 100% possible, but I'm going to tell you why you might have to spend more than a full day at this park. First, let's go to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. <laughs> this is going to be a ride, and it's going to be great. It's going to be the very first 2.5D attraction in the entire world, according to Disney World. But Mickey Mouse finally has his own attraction. Yeah, I mean, um, not only is it the first 2.5D ride, whatever that means, right? But this is the first Mickey ride that has ever been open at Disney World. And, and to add on to it, just for listeners that may not know, that is what is replacing the Great Movie Ride. The Great Movie Ride will be closing early to mid-August, August 11th or August 13th, I think. Uh, and they will begin construction on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Uh, reasoning behind that, their contract with Turner Classic has run up, and a lot of the things they use in the Great Movie Ride, they won't be able to use moving forward. Uh, so this would be the first time Mickey has his own attraction. And everything we've seen from D23 tells us this is going to be amazing. Um, there's been a long outcry of fans saying, hey, when's the next Pirates of the Caribbean or the Haunted Mansion or It's a Small World? A ride that actually has a catchy tune, a ride that has good visual visual appearances, and that's what this is going to be. Um, Goofy's going to be your train engineer, and this is going to take the world of 2D, just like seeing lines and walking on a flat surface, into 2.5D, and I'm so excited for it. So I'm a, if I'm honest, I'm pissed about this. I'm I'm pissed that the Great Movie Ride is closing, and I don't think I'm the only one. I really don't. Look, the Great Movie Ride, it's outdated. Yeah, whatever. The animatronics leave a little bit to be desired, but the Great Movie Ride has been a staple of Hollywood Studios or MGM Studios or whatever since the beginning. Well, tell me how you really feel, Pete. <laughs> you know, it'll be the uh, it's the last attraction there that. Was there from the start in what eighty nine? I think is when Hollywood Studios opened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they will no longer, no longer have any original attractions. So I'm, I'm pretty upset about this. I, 
Look, I think it's great that we're opening a Mickey attraction because I think it's about time that Mickey gets his own attraction. I mean, how can we forget it all started with a mouse, right? Well, I mean, it's only about it's only about 48 years too late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do I think that the Great Movie Ride is the best place to put a Mickey attraction? No. Take out Muppet Vision 3D and put a Mickey attraction in there. Come on. I mean, I don't think you have enough space, man. I think this ride's going to be pretty big. And I think like what Thomas said with with Turner, I think you have a, a contract issue and I think you need to put something in good space. I'm the biggest proponent of the great movie ride there is. I'm going to be honest. I'd rather them take out Toy Story Midway Mania and put Mickey in at Toy Story Midway Mania than at the great movie ride. Uh, well, well, whoa. <laughs> I, I'm I'm serious Goodness because gracious. I I'm that disappointed that they're closing the Great Movie Ride. This this has been every time that I've gone to Disney World, this has been a highlight of my trip, and I'm pretty upset about it. I'm not going to cry about I get it, it, but man, I'm pretty I upset it, about it. It sounds like you're crying. It's not like they're closing <laughs> Splash Mountain. You'll be okay. Yeah, well, wait till that comes next. They're going to close Splash Mountain well, for something next. Okay, okay. Now you're getting outlandish. <laughs> but but no, I I I don't think I'm alone in being pretty upset that the Great Movie Ride is going to be closing for this. Look, I'm really excited to see what the Imagineers are going to do for Mickey's first ride. Guys, I, I've seen the, I've seen, I've seen a lot of videos. This is going to be amazing. Yeah, if, if they can pull off a 2.5D ride, no 3D glasses, everything is pops out at you. I'm, I'm really excited about this. But I'm still pissed that they're closing the Great Movie Ride. And I still say that this is a stopgap. Until Star Wars Land opens. Okay, well, there we go. There's our segue, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Our segue is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. This is going to open in 2019, so we're not very far away from it. Um, It's going to be in Disney Hollywood Studios. Maybe Pete can go hang out there instead of doing Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. However, this is going to be the next fully immersive park. Um, I think Toy Story is going to do a great job, but I think this is the next big thing coming to Disney. Um, This land is going to be set in a remote trading port on the edge of wild space. So just imagine the kind of crazy guys you're going to see here. Um, This is where Han Solo lives. (laughs) Not really, but I don't imagine he lives here. Well, he's dead, so he probably doesn't live anywhere. Well, you know what? Thank you for that, Pete. We all needed that. I mean, his son killed him. So he doesn't really live anywhere. Look, I'm excited about Star Wars Land. Don't get me wrong. I really am. But I'm going to go negative here. And I'm going to say that everything that Disney has announced for Hollywood Studios is to do one of two things. And that is A, tide everyone over until Star Wars Land opens. Or B, distract people from Star Wars Land once it does open to prevent the lines from being five and a half hours long. Hey, Pete, do you know what Ned Stark says about everything said before the word but? <laughs> that, it, that, it, that it doesn't matter. That it doesn't matter. Yes. Exactly. I, I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. Look, look, guys, here's, here's the deal. Star Wars is going to be amazing. You're going to have rides of the scale that Disney has never created before, and the Imagineers are excited about and it. And you have two, you have two e- e-ticket attractions opening up here. One, one, you're riding in the Millennium Falcon. I mean, come on. The other no, you're not riding. You're you're piloting you're, you're, the Millennium well, Falcon. You're, you're piloting or doing 
You know, I, I think from listening to the D23 presentation, I think this is going to be similar to Mission Space and that everyone on the ride has... No, it's going to be 100 times better than Mission Space. Okay, it'll be 100 times better than Mission Space, but I think that everyone is going to have kind of their own job on the Millennium Falcon, whether you're the navigator, the pilot, the gunner, you know, whatever. Okay, well, here's the difference. Okay, yes, Pete, I hear you. But let's talk about what happens when you screw up Mission Space. Nothing. Not what happens, nothing. Pete? Nothing. What's going to happen on this ride? Who knows? You know, judging by what Disney has said, like it's going to matter whether you return the Millennium Falcon in good shape or whether you return it as a scrap pile. Like that's going to that's going to matter and that's going to matter to your reputation. So I don't know how they're going to implement that yet, but I'm really excited to find out. Well, you know how they're going to implement it? The magic band. <laughs> Well, I know because that. you're gonna get that. you're gonna get credits. You're gonna get like these credits that maybe have some more like currency in the Star Wars land, Galaxy's Edge. But the cool thing is, like, if you really mess this up, you might have a bounty on your head. Yeah, somebody may want to somebody want to take you out. Who knows? So, and they'll be looking for you. I'm I'm really excited about the rides here. I'm really excited about the atmosphere here. I think this is gonna be. Again, in the in the same vein as Pandora, it's going to be a totally immersive experience. And as we've discussed before on this podcast, this is a direction that Disney has to go because this is what guests really want. This is what Universal's been so successful doing with... Look, Harry Potter world is old at this point, but it's proven to be very, very popular. And that's that's what fans want. They want this totally immersive experience. So it's really important for Disney to deliver on this. Judging by how they've done Avatar, I think I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be incredible. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. And I mean, it's just like only the tip of the iceberg here because Disney has another big, big news item that we're going to talk about after we talk about Epcot. So guys, like let's talk about Epcot right now. They've got two new attractions coming. Yeah, so Epcot. So the first thing, as we hinted on in a very, very recent podcast, the Ratatouille attraction from Disneyland Paris will be opening at the French Pavilion at the World Showcase. I, I can't say enough about this. Have you guys watched the... Disneyland Paris Ratatouille attraction. It's pretty cool. It's they're trackless vehicles. You know, you're shrunk down to mouse size. You go through Remy's World. It's it's a really great attraction. I think it's going to fit in really really well at the French Pavilion. I think it's necessary too. I mean, it, we talked about a, a very recent episode. Um, it, it, any ride, the opportunity that fits in the World Showcase, I think Disney should should take advantage of that. And there's not only space. But the theming is obviously match made in heaven. Oh, it's gonna be amazing! I know that um, Pete is particularly fond of the China Pavilion. Well, the China Pavilion is gonna have a very new Circle Vision film that's coming, and Disney has done in Walt Disney fashion a new camera technology that's gonna show China in a way you've never seen it before. And nobody knows exactly what this is, but they're they're promising some pretty cool stuff now. I'm more concerned with the bathrooms in the China Pavilion. I'm not as big on the Circle Vision 3D film, but it, but it, but I think that it's going to be pretty cool. Oh, it's going to be amazing, and Pete. You know, just for you when you come to Disney, they'll have a Circle Vision film when you're in the bathroom. 
Anyway, I hope, let's talk no, about I, I hope so. so. That would be cool. It, it, it would that be would cool. be an immersive experience. <laughs> that would be a totally immersive experience. So anyway, so the next attraction that we're going to talk about gets into kind of a territory that's a little bit controversial in Epcot. And that, of course, is introducing characters into Epcot. Now, we've already seen this happen with the Frozen attraction that's opened at the Norway Pavilion. We're seeing it with the Ratatouille attraction that's going to be opening in, in France. But Disney has announced a new e-ticket Guardians of the Galaxy-based attraction at Epcot in Future World. I don't know. How do you how do you guys feel about the way that this sends Epcot, the direction that this sends Epcot? All right. So first and foremost, I'm very excited about this e-ticket attraction because Hollywood Tower of Terror is still alive, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It is still alive. I've seen that they uh, they've announced that it'll be open by 2021. Uh, which certainly it's all it's all geared towards the 50th well it, it, it's geared towards the 50th and it helps me know that they're gonna probably gut this entire ride and just redo the entire track uh the guts of it to say the least because the pictures it looks like they're gonna leave the building so wow. like here's here's something i love about disney right now and like they're they're bringing peter quill into epcot when we all used to visit epcot as children I think it's pretty fantastic that this is happening. I think it's a cool twist. I always thought Hollywood Studios would be where they went, but that's not the route they, they went on this one. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, this kind of gets into what I was discussing earlier. This is the controversy about this announcement. Do we want characters at Epcot? Is Epcot the right park to have Ratatouille, to have Frozen, to have Guardians of the Galaxy? I, I don't know. What you're alluding to... Is Walt's initial uh, initial image for Epcot? Exactly. I, I think over the course of his lifetime, and where if he were still alive today, you would have to think his vision would have pivoted. I I think it would have pivoted. I absolutely. I think it would have pivoted, but but does it pivot to the point where we have Disney characters at Epcot? I don't I don't know. Like Epcot but has never been time, that. Like I've, I've heard all about. The belly dancer Morocco, and I've heard about Belle in France. I've heard about characters in Epcot. So where are you going with this, Pete? He's more talking about the future world side of things. The world showcase okay, is what it and, is. That's unique to those cultures. But when you look at future world, it was never intended to be. But in in the Imagineers' defense today, though, they, uh, you know, when Walt died, they kind of had to recreate what Epcot was going to be. Well, and that's fine, and I, th- I think that that's, a, that's another podcast altogether, but at the same time, would you ever imagine Star-Lord, so Rocket, or uh, all these characters that are in Guardians of the Galaxy, can you imagine them ever being in your world? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the appeal of the movie, is yes, I absolutely can, but, but I guess the question is, does this fit at Epcot, or would it be better at Hollywood Studios? Well, it might be better at Hollywood Studios, but I think that's like the easy way out. You're still in the future world when you're in Epcot. I think Epcot needs the jolt to the arm, personally. I, I don't think it's going to hurt Epcot at all. I think it's only going to increase attendance. No, I, I agree with you. Look, Ep- Epcot is a park that I enjoy because of the World Showcase, but Future World doesn't have a whole lot going for it right now. If you look at Future World, you've got Test Track. You've got Mission Space, which we'll talk about in just a minute, with some some new features being added in. 
You've got Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth, which is Spaceship Earth. I mean, it's a classic. You can't go wrong there. And you've got Soren. That's it. What about Journey into Imagination? I don't count Journey into Imagination, regardless if Figment is the mascot for Epcot. I don't count Journey into Imagination. Well, Pete, that just tells me about your imagination. Let's let's face it. What's what's the longest you guys have ever waited in line for Journey into Imagination? A, uh, mi- a like minute, two thousand eight. A, mi- a minute like and a half. Forty-five minutes. Forty-five minutes, really? Yeah. Like my longest my longest wait has been ten minutes ever, and I think that was just because they shut the ride down because nobody was riding it and they had to like bring it back online. <laughs> Bring it back to life. Resurrect it for the day. <laughs> no, I mean, that is that is a terrible ride. I hate to say it. There's so I'm much, still holding on to figment pins. I think it would be valuable. Well, there's, but I don't there, think there's, they so could, there's so much they could do with that ride. But, but anyway, so not a whole lot of attractions in Future World. So I think that this, this Guardians of the Galaxy ride coming to Future World is a good thing. But again, it gets away from the, kind of the original vision of Future World. And and that's I think that's where a lot of the controversy is. But I think the original vision of Future World came from like 1985, right? I mean, like you can't predict the future in 85. No, you can't. But you look at Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom. What is Tomorrowland? Tomorrowland is a vision of the future from when it was built. Exactly. Future World was kind of the same thing. And, and this is where Disney really needs to make a decision. Do you want Future World to be an, an imagination of what the future is going to be? Or do you want it to be that, you know, 70s, late 70s vision of what the future is going to be? Well, and I think like when you, if you want to compare Tomorrowland to Future World, I think you have a contradiction there. And I think that that's a contradiction that Disney World didn't really intend to happen. But it's a clear contradiction. When you look at it, I think that Future World might need a renovation. I mean, obviously, it probably needs something to happen. But how do you fix it? I don't know, man. Like, we didn't touch on that in Fix It Felix. But I think there's a place for Tomorrowland and Future World, and I know Disney's going to do a great job on it. Well, they have it it planned. You know, Epcot is kind of going to be the next target of this renovation that's coming. So... Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? And with that being said, if you if you watch D twenty three, if you haven't watched it, go look at it. But they hint at massive additions, renovations, changes to Epcot in the next couple of years, and it's going to everything I've seen so far. I mean, I, I I just don't know how it's not going to be amazing. You see, like the artist renderings and the sketches, and this place is going to be someplace that you yep. want to go to. I, I think so too. And again. Epcot's my favorite part, but a couple other things that are happening at Epcot. There will be a new mission uh, for the for the green team at Mission Space. This is going to be kind of geared towards people that haven't been able to take the orange team mission. It's going to be a little bit different. So, you know, it gives it gives people an extra incentive to maybe ride both the orange team and the green team because they are going to be different missions. There's also going to be a restaurant opening at Epcot that is going to be space themed. And from what I've heard, any window that you look out at this restaurant, you're going to be looking out into space. I don't know what the cuisine is going to be, but from hearing it described at D23, it sounds like a really cool concept. 
I would imagine the cuisine will be out of this world to touch. And, uh, you know, they're probably going to use the same technology um, here that they're going to use for the Star Wars-themed resort because I've heard those windows as well will look out over space. Yeah. Uh, so that yep. I, they'll probably just use the same thing each place. I think it'll be good to – I mean, Epcot is known for food. I can't imagine the food's not going to be good. I think the folks that are going to be in charge of it are the same people who run – uh, Tudo Italia. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so I, I don't know what the cuisine will be, but I, I, I would assume it's going to be a jam up job. Uh, I would think so. I would think so. And there's, there's so much potential at Epcot. I, I think that at D23, a lot was kind of hinted at that wasn't said. So who knows what changes are going to be coming to Epcot in the, in the coming years. I think Disney's really, really gearing up for Disney World's 50th anniversary. I think there's going to be a lot of changes between now and then. And and I think Epcot's going to be a big part of that. I don't know if this necessarily was talked about at D23 or I just I came about it somewhere else, but I think they're changing the entrance to Epcot and they're taking away, you know those like the Wall of Legacies or whatever it is right there? Mm-hmm. I think they're taking those out. Really? Uh, and And going to make it much more of a soft entrance uh, with some greenery and um, kind of redo how that looks, which, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't mind the, the wall of legacies, but yeah, I think they're taking those out. I hadn't heard that, but you know, there's again, a lot happening at Epcot. A, a lot more than I think they announced at D23 will be happening at Epcot. Epcot's one of the parks that has not really in the last 10 years been touched other than adding frozen in. You look at Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom's had some additions with with New Fantasyland. Animal Kingdom's had additions. Pandora, Hollywood Studios is obviously getting additions. Epcot is one of the parks that really not a whole lot has been done to. So, guys, wrapping it up real quick. Let's let's just go around the horn and what 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 are you most excited for that has come out of D twenty three? Um. Probably gonna probably gonna say the green mission at Mission Space. It's it's been a ride that I've liked uh, growing up, but I think this gives um, another opportunity for people who typically don't ride it, and for those who don't like the more intense experience, uh, they can do a little a mission around Earth. They can soar around and see some things, and it's good that it's going to be geared for the younger guests. So probably the green mission at Mission Space for me. Okay, so I've got two. Of course you do. Well, they're not really two. So one is what I'm most pissed off about. The other is what I'm most excited about. What I'm most pissed off about is the great movie ride closing and the Mickey ride, Mickey and Minnie's Railway Railway opening. Pretty pissed about that. And and I guess the main reason I'm pretty pissed about it is that I didn't realize that the last time that I rode the great movie ride was going to be my last. But the thing that I'm most excited about is Tron. I mean, come on. This is the most popular ride at Shanghai Disney. It's incredible. It's a huge e-ticket attraction. It's been totally well received. It fits incredibly well into Tomorrowland. How can you not be super excited about this ride? Regardless of if it's not going to open for three years or not. It's, it's, it's one of those things. How can you not be super excited about it? Well, two things. One, I left it for you. Uh, while I'm very excited about it, I'm more excited they're not going to mess with my people mover. Um, and then I want to I want to invite our our listeners to let us know what their favorite what, what your favorite is. 
uh, via Twitter, via email. What are you most excited about? Uh, what, what are you looking forward to on your next trip to Disney? I think we would greatly appreciate hearing your feedback too. All right, so Tom, with that being said, uh, what do you got for the Disney secret of the week? I've got a good one. I think every week I have a good one. This one's especially good. I didn't learn this until our last trip to Disney World. Uh, but without further ado, here we go. In Magic Kingdom's Liberty Square, there's a section of buildings near the outdoor eating area that each have a distinctive trait. Each building has its own two-digit address. However, there's much more to these buildings than most people would would know. If you you put the number 18 before each set of numbers, you'll find yourself looking at a building style from that time period. An example would be if the building is a 1-2, you put an 18 in front of it, building would be from 1812. Also, as you walk along the path, you will notice that the homes progress from earlier years to later years. Disney went as far as authenticating the windows, hardware on the doors, and window styles on the exterior of the buildings to best represent that time period. That's all for The Secret this week. Love it. Well, that's all we have for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, please tweet us or email us at mendowdw at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really helps us out. Thanks so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing that you have, your time. We'll see you next week.